0: Welcome to We Are Venomaniacs, the Venom site's official podcast for all of your Symbiote news, reviews, and point of views. My name is Orion, and I'm joined today by Carlos, Tyler, and Aaron. Say hi, guys. Yo. Hello. Alrighty. So, today's episode is a special one because it's our first podcast recorded with a live audience on the We Are Venomaniacs Discord server. This will be a fun new format for future episodes where our audience can listen in as we record a new episode and chat with the hosts um, before the podcast is even published on YouTube. So, in today's episode, we will be reviewing uh, Donnie Cates and Ryan Stegman's stellar first arc to Venom, issues number 1 through 6, titled Rex, as well as uh, Cates and Juanan Ramirez's one-shot tie-in, Web of Venom, Venom. So, let's go ahead and begin with reviewing the first arc of the latest Venom ongoing series. Cates and Stegman's breakout arc of Venom Rex concluded this past week to a shocking and emotional cliffhanger. To recap, here's a brief summary of the first six issues. Six months after the end of Mike Costa's run on Venom, Eddie is back to operating alone as Venom out of a rundown apartment. Lately, the symbiote has been acting strange, and at one point becomes possessed by an otherworldly influence. Venom meets Rex Strickland, a uh, former symbiote super soldier from Project Rebirth 2.0, during the Vietnam War. Eventually, Eddie learns that Rex and his sim soldier teammates' symbiotes were fragments of a giant symbiote dragon known as the Grendel, an emissary of the evil symbiote god, Null. Null wipes the floor with Eddie after taking control of the Venom symbiote and partially purifying it of human influence. Eddie learns that Null is trying to complete the Grendel's reunification so it can break Null's physical body free from his prison, Clintar, the symbiote's homeworld. This leads to a revelation that the human Rex Strickland had died decades before and that the Rex Eddie had met was, in fact, the original soldier's symbiote. And the missing piece of the Grendel, Venom and Rex join together as one amalgamated symbiote to take on the uh, to take on Null's avatar and the Grendel. Rex stra- uh, Rex sacrifices himself to drag Null into a furnace, uh, killing the avatar. Venom holds the furnace blast doors shut to prevent Null escaping, causing Eddie to catch fire, and the symbiote seemingly past a point of no return as he keeps Eddie alive. The first arc ends with Eddie half dead and crispy on the floor in a black puddle that used to be the Venom symbiote. So, guys, was this Eddie and Venom's uh Rick moment like we had hoped it would be?
1: Um, for me, like this, uh, this whole story arc was just absolutely fantastic. It's it was a lot better than um casa's run from last year, and just seeing the new stuff that Donny Cates and Ryan are bringing to the table, like I'm just I've just been blown away at, at the whole story they have been they have been giving us, and I just want more from them. And the whole, you know, uh, appearance of Null coming into play, like, that was pretty cool. So Well, for me personally, from the start, I was very excited about this series, but then maybe about uh, two or three issues in, I was like, okay, you see maybe two or three issues on the backstory. When are we going to see some good Venom action? Um... We had one issue um, that explained where Rex came from. Then we had another issue explaining Noel and the and the uh, symbiote's origins. So I was kind of getting kind of, you know, upset, you know, like this was the Venom book, but we were kind of going at a slow pace here. But now that I look back, I think those were very much needed. So we had that satisfying conclusion in, in issue six.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, I really liked um, this new... It's not really a retcon of the symbiote origin. Uh, as Donnie has stated in multiple interviews, he believes in the additive approach of uh, of adding to canon instead of completely retconning things. So he really added to what was already established in canon. Specifically, he was kind of adding on to what, um, what uh, Bendis... Uh, was it Bendis? Yeah, it was Bendis. Had yeah. written about the, um, you know, symbios being of uh, the Clintar, their homeworld, and all that. And kind of expanding on that and adding to it, saying, you know, uh, everything that you thought about the symbios, what they were saying, how they're a benevolent race, well, um, everything you you thought about that, and then what you thought beforehand with the original plan of the symbios arc. Where they're like oh we're a race of evil creatures who uh go throughout the galaxy and enslave hosts and everything well that's they're both true where the, the um the Klintar origin is like uh the symbiotes trying to make themselves better from what they originally were which which really was this evil race of creatures so i I really like that, especially since you know they they' tied it into an older arc of um God of Thunder, and the whole, um, uh, what's it called? It's um, All Black, the, uh, Necro-Sword. the Necrosword. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I kind of found uh, Noel's uh, origin story very, very uh, interesting. Um, not to mention that I think uh, Kate's also uh, revealed the word Clint Hart meant cage, it, it, am I correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cage, yeah. So, like, just like seeing the whole origin story, it kind of was a a new breath of fresh air for me, you know, I, I never got to read Planet of the Simians, but, uh, I, I don't mind, uh, the add-ons Donnie has put into the whole, uh, mythos for the Venom lore. So, it, it really kinda works, and I hope, hopefully he can, you know, flesh it out more, maybe bring something else to the table, because, um didn't also Rex mention about, uh, Venom's, uh, true name of some sort, cause, didn't he say something that uh, Rex to Eddie?
0: Yeah, uh, Rex basically said, do you even know what your symbiote's name is? Do you even know how old it is or anything like that? Yeah.
1: Well, I, first off, I just want to say that I would still absolutely argue that it is a, a textbook retcon. It's a bad thing, but that's, that's another conversation for another time. But I really do like what he did. Like, like I, I would agree with Aaron in that this whole art has definitely been a lot of setup and backstory, and, like, I feel like it's been been Donny Cates, like, writing the tracks, like, getting everything back on track from... Because, as we know, the Bendis retcon was very controversial, and, you know, there were parts I liked of it, but there's also parts that I definitely did not like at all, and so I feel like this took the good parts... Like, they're not... Green Lantern rings anymore, like, that was literally a lie they made up to, like, make up for their past actions. And I I really, like, you asked at the beginning, like, do you think this is, like, the Reminder, like, Eddie's Reminder moment, and I don't know if I can say that it is, because like, we haven't seen as much focus on Eddie yet. I think we're getting set up for that. Carter was very, got very into Flash's personal life, and like, what makes him tick. And so, but I think, and I, I'm really curious to see what he's going to do with Eddie and his relationship with the symbiote. Because, uh, as of right now, uh, they did say at the, in the solicitations, I believe it maybe was issue seven or eight, um they are going to be setting up a new event next year, so it could be, it could be towards that or something completely else, uh, so we'll have to wait and see on that.
0: Oh, pretty sweet. So, um, this is one of the cool things about the, uh, being on a live recording is that, uh, one of our listeners, uh, Mr. Gallows, uh, commented that, uh, Donnie Cates had told him at Boston Fan Expo that we're definitely going to see Eddie's father in a, in a future issue. So that's great.
1: You know, considering Eddie's father, stuff, how do you feel about the whole, this was something we talked about, like, way earlier. It was like, the slight changes Donnie's made to Eddie with him being a single child? I mean, that's not really a huge change because even then, when he first got a sibling, it was kind of like a throwaway line in in a Nova, like a really bad-selling Nova series years ago. And then the only time we saw Mary, his sister, again was in the Dark Origin mini, which a lot of us don't think was necessarily good. Um... Um, but also not even canon.
0: Yeah, so I
1: think I'm fine with not having a sister.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty. Well, sh- I- yeah, I. The, I think you're right. Where Dark Origin can't really be considered canon. Um, I because I think Dark Origin came out around the time of Spider-Man Three, which I think they were just you know trying to make something for Spider-Man Three. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, and apparently, according to Mister Gallows. Uh, Donnie kept on referring to Eddie's dad as Eddie Brock's senior instead of Carl Brock, which is his actual name. So mm-hmm. ho- hopefully he'll remember <laughs> that uh, his name is Carl Brock. Well,
1: yeah, because I don't really want to let Eddie be called a junior. Is that just... Ugh, I'm not a fan of that idea. Get that all this stuff out of here. I'm <laughs> 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 not a fan of being a junior. Yeah, yeah and then even, even though... Uh, you know, we don't really like Dark Origins that much. I still did like the little nod to it with the Null symbiote origins, like mm. the little like
0: those little subtly-
1: like little things. Yeah, know? those were cool. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: yeah, let's let's yeah. talk about Null, man. Null is like, who knew he was going to be such a cool character?
1: I yeah, I love his design, but the thing is too is like people were bringing up uh, in the comments, uh, even on Twitter, people were like saying like. Oh, why does, uh, Noel have the spider logo? It's, it looks like a spider logo, but it's not. It's actually a dragon with wings. Um, I guess it just precurses the Venom spider logo. I, again, I don't know what the full connection is, because people were having debates of the Venom spider logo and Noel's, uh, dragon logo, so, I, I actually like did it. Julia Carpenter! Where did Julia get it from? <laughs> that's, that's the question. She <laughs> saw a vision of Noel from a symbiote she found sometime, obviously.
0: Clearly, what happened?
1: Leo's secret, secret war.
0: Now, now that's the thing. Now, I, I can't remember because you know the the whole dragon symbol thing. Like, I know that we have the Grendel, which is a giant symbiote dragon. So that would make sense if it's based on Grendel. But did Null have the dragon symbol before he created the uh, the Grendel? Uh, I think the Grendel was supposed to be like his second symbiote creation after um, All Black. Yeah.
1: Um, it didn't look like he had that symbol. Well, like, you know, beforehand he had that sort of, he had like the the armored look. And then I think after that whole origin story at the end of, was issue three or issue Actually Actually, issue
0: four is where the origin story began.
1: So it was issue four. Yeah. Um. And then at the, at the end of issue four, we just, we is sitting on the throne w- with the symbol. So maybe he just had it
0: later. Actually, okay, so this is interesting. So I'm right now looking through it, and um, uh, the symbol, although it's not red, it actually does show up after he creates all black. Mm, okay. Yeah, so that's interesting.
1: The, the Necrosword? Wasn't that his first creation? Yeah, all black, the Necrosword. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah. So...
1: And, and I, I didn't say anything about that before, but I do think that's a really cool idea to like weave that into the Thor mythos. Because I that that was one of my even though I, I'm not a huge fan of the stuff Jason Aaron <laughs> did after that I think his original God of Thunder stuff was awesome and so I, I and plus with how it already acted sort of like symbiote I think it was a really neat idea. I'm I'm really surprised that uh, Null didn't use a sword in the in the last issue. Like what happened to it? The sword was thrown into a black hole. The last time I checked in the Thor series, well, the- six months it's in a black hole until like. Yeah, like future, our future. Like, yeah, some weird stuff happened. So just go read Thor <laughs> to see what happens. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, but um, shoot. What was I going to say? I I will say the not totally sold on you guys have talked about how you, you, you love now and whatnot. I'm still I still don't like how he looks so much like a human, and I'm really hoping that's not his true form. Like I've said this before, but it's more of like an eldritch monster sort of look. Like, and I think they sort of teased that. Was like especially like in the last issue, he was definitely looking more monstrous. And then after Miles punched him, when he was forming, he definitely looked more monstrous. So I I, I would appreciate it if he looked less human. It it probably could have been like a phantom form, but I I actually did like his human appearance. It kind of reminded me of uh from the uh, old Lord of the Rings books of and He looked like Hanatar, the bringer of gifts, which I've also uh, told to Orion because we're both Lord of the Rings fans. So I kind of yeah.
0: I kinda see the similarity. And that. and for the people who aren't Lord of the Rings fans of that, that much of a fan, Anatar is secretly well it, not really a secret, is Sauron. So.
1: there's uh, another thing I think we can all agree is that the art was absolutely stunning.
0: Oh, oh yeah. 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 Knocked
1: it out, knocked out of the park. Out. Yeah. Absolutely beautiful splash pages, like every I love the way he does like the like the the cool panel setups with like Venom's face in the background and like building the weapons and stuff on him. It's just it's absolutely gorgeous art and like coloring also by who did the coloring? Uh, um, let,
0: so. let me let me take a quick look there. But, Yeah, it's, it's it was great definitely about- great art. And yeah, like,
1: what's so great about the art is that like we can have every single page as a second printing thing or a third printing or a sixth oh, yeah. printing day. So yeah, our yeah,
0: our seven. our color artist I think was Frank Martin.
1: And then J.P. Mayer
0: is the anchor. Yeah, so,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, Yeah, They all did a great job. Um, I think for me, like my favorite uh, page ever is in uh, issue five when uh that huge splash page where Venom's flying with his new new bat Venom wings, as I like to call them, when he's <laughs> carrying Miles to safety. So now we have a Batman Venom. <laughs> 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 I, I like it. So. I so think my gonna... favorite page got to be that Symbiote Dragon, the first reveal. That is just looks awesome. All right. So, I got a question. Uh So, when Venom comes back, which of course he will, is he still going to have the wings, or were the wings only temporary because he just bonded with Rex for a little while? Like, do we think the symbiote is going to come back the same way it was, or do we think it's still going to have the powers and the, what, like, in heightened well, things it was saying for... Didn't they all, like,
0: purify Venom?
1: He was... Yeah, because Mel was trying to bring Venom back into the collective, but then it was like cut short by Mike. Right. right, yeah. So, so, it's a good question to say, like, I think this is gonna be a permanent thing? It might be a thing he I I think like I don't think we're gonna have Venom flying around from now on. So But here's the real question. Can Venom turn into a dragon, yes or no? <laughs> no, I mean I mean he has the wings, but then what's the point of him web-slinging cuz he'll just he'll just fly it's more faster but i i don't know i don't think i think it's probably like a limited time type of thing for the wings so we'll see where it goes from there it will go uh, the,
0: it will go the way of the um space Knight venom upgrades <laughs> <yeah>. forgotten entirely
1: <laughs> uh, another thing i really like that donnie did was miles like i've warm on Miles in the past, I I feel like he's like a pretty carbon copy of Peter personality wise. I think Kate's gave him a, a bit of a, more of a distinct voice, especially with like Eddie and the stuff involving the symbiote and his mom. And so I definitely think that's interesting. And I I, I love seeing Eddie just interact with Miles and just like cutting his web line, dropping him in the mouth. Like <laughs> that that's, whole thing is great. That's the thing that kind of annoyed me. Like I didn't really understand why he shoehorned him in. I can understand that. He has a, a beef with him because of what happened in his universe with his Ultimate Venom killing his mom. But even even Eddie just was just so confused. Like, who's this kid? Why is he attacking me? I, I don't know who your mom is, kid. Like, what the hell? You know, it, I don't know. I I just didn't understand why he just got shoehorned in
0: there. I was secretly hoping the entire time that this kid says uh, doesn't say, "Are you my father?" <laughs> 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 yeah. So yeah. I I mean. That that was one of the and things I think uh, we were talking about when it was first announced that in issue two, Miles, Morali- Miles Morales was going to be making an appearance. Like, we were worried, like, oh, already so soon we were going to have a guest appearance. But it actually turned out to be really uh, a really cool guest appearance. Uh, definitely helped Eddie, uh, you know, drive the story. And hopefully, it might um, be indicative of something in the future with uh, Miles coming back into Eddie's life.
1: Do we want to yeah. talk about what we think is going to happen next in the story? Yeah, sure. Okay, well, um, I don't know if a whole lot of folks know this, but uh in the next few issues, Eddie is going to be uh, almost bald, and he's going to have a beard. Oh, he's yeah. like Kratos. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Bearded yeah. Eddie. <laughs> and it seemed like from a few things that Ryan Segment posted that he's going to go, on a bus somewhere, and uh, since we already sort of know that he's that he's meeting his father, I think we're all thinking he is going to go back to San Francisco because he's lonely and he doesn't have the symbiote anymore. So he's going to try to
0: talk with his dad a little bit. And then who else? And, who else is going to San Francisco at the same time?
1: Huh. Well, we may have to read uh, *Web of Venom: Carnage Born* to find out. Well,
0: There's no, no, no. Another another Marvel character is going to. Uh... To San Francisco. Oh,
1: that's true. Superior Spider-Man is right. Yeah. Yep. That's something oh, I was. I see. I didn't to see know that. Yeah, dude. I want to see Ox
0: and Venom throw down.
1: Yeah, Venom. I mean, so let's, I, want, I absolutely want to see Eddie beat the shit out of him. Let's do that
0: <laughs> for for what he did to the Symbiote and calling himself the new Lethal Protector. Though Venom. I'm pretty
1: sure we'll no, a no-no.
0: Yeah. Well. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm pretty sure Ark will have like, oh wow! Well, I knew you were going to be here, so I already have Sonic and Fire. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Ark could do something like that. But yeah, man, that would be great if those two. So let's touch briefly on this new what Venom uh story that's happening over the summer. That's supposed to be a big deal. Yeah, and I think we already pretty much know it's going to be about. Carnage. More. Carnage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Like, yeah. Uh, like this is going to be the first time in, I think it was 15 years, that Eddie as Venom crosses paths with, paths with Carnage again. Mm-hmm. So this is going to be a huge thing. It's
1: going to be amazing, because everyone's like, Oh, Venom and Carnage fight every other week. It's not a big deal. I'm like,
0: yeah, it kind of is. They hey, don't really don't fight as often as you think they do. They, they fight every other week, you know, 15 years ago. Yeah. Wait,
1: didn't we didn't we just see them fight in the other in the previous Carnage run and then the alternate Carnage in Venomverse? As Venom yeah,
0: it doesn't count. It doesn't count.
1: Yeah, it Venom, it doesn't and count. Venomverse doesn't count either because that was dot 616 Cletus. Not canon, Don't
0: count. No, this is this is OG Venom versus OG Carnage. But does oh. Eddie or Carnage even have their symbios though? That we gotta,
1: yeah, that that's what I was about to say. say. We got to see what what happened with this OG Cletus since he's Sort of, kind of, drifting a poison. in space. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, drifting in space as a poison still. So, but then from the preview pages, it sort of looks like he may not have a symbiote because it sort of looked like he just had like a body suit
0: on. If that is even Cletus, but but again,
1: if, if right. that is him, remember we also saw in Colton Bond's uh, X Men Blue, Jimmy Hudson was still a poison and can just turn back to human form, no problem at all. So yep. <laughs> yeah, but I'm, they want to sell Venom versus Carnage more than they want to sell Venom versus kind of poison Carnage. You know, uh, I'm I'm just kind of curious. Like, is he still gonna have like his body still cut in half, or is he, or is his legs grown? Because weren't they fully grown like in Venom Carnage? I would I be perfectly fine with it. poison healing his legs. I'd be perfectly fine with that. Like, like with with Jean Grey or whatever, she came back fully normal. I feel like. Carnage is going to come back fully healed. I feel like because that was such an inconsistent thing already. Like I some know, books were it. like, "Oh wait, you have robot legs? That's weird." And then, then some artists that. completely forgot it.
0: Guess, he, we... he he's wearing a pair of Schrodinger legs. They're they're both robotic and uh, and and fleshy until observed. Unless we see them. unless <laughs> yeah. see them. You know, like
1: half the time, like he had legs, or like he only really was missing from the kneecaps. Or like it was fully robotic up to his waist. Yeah,
0: like it was. It was awful. But I'm hoping, you know, along with Carnage's return, I hope we see uh, Shriek make a return because you know Carnage and oh, Shriek, yeah. Yeah? yeah, greatest pair.
1: <laughs> Maybe
0: we'll see Riot because
1: everyone Literally knows. Nothing with that, basically. <laughs> Bring back Riot. <laughs> Everyone's clamoring for Riot to come back. <laughs> And bring back <laughs> Dr. Drake. We wanna see him. Bring back Riot and the Life Foundation. That's what we we really want. Bring <laughs> back Scream. We did, we did get a jury shout out in the in the last issue of Venom. Yeah, we yeah. did,
0: yeah. About <laughs> the grenades. Cool. The grenades, right? Right. <laughs> and also, uh also Defective Pupper is saying we want Scream as well. Yeah. Yeah, Scream.
1: <laughs> but aren't they all uh, bonded to that dog from Deadpool vs Carnage? Scream, Scream is the one that, yeah, the rest are bond the rest of Hybrid is bonded to the dog, but Scream is so far supposedly dead, but and I mean Hybrid was supposedly dead as well. Eddie's not great at killing Symbio,
0: so <laughs> He tries his best. Just goes along with with his ignorance, you know. So ignorant. Um Well, you don't guys
1: they? know not wants to kill him and he just said he was. <laughs> One yeah. thing I wanted to ask everyone about, going back to the Donnie Cates six issues and Brian Segman, is there any negatives you guys would like? Is there is there one thing you can point out that you definitely did not like? Anything and at all? Constantly bleeding nose. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean,
0: yeah. <laughs> I mean that's nose. a
1: small, very small nitpick. It like, like it wasn't like even it, like doing?
0: the the blood wasn't even boiled off when he was burning with that furnace. It's like oh, okay. So it's, it's still fresh.
1: I didn't even clean it off his face. He would think Constant he'd Constant
0: state man. of just flowing blood. He used to taste the blood to feel alive. <laughs> Eddie is like an anime character, just a sack it's of crawling blood.
1: Crawling in <laughs> my skin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the, one, the one negative I would have, again, it's another nitpick thing, where um, when Null killed the one Celestial, chopped his head off, and then, like, makes this thing in that head, Donny Case later said on Twitter that that was nowhere. Oh. While I normally would have thought that would have been awesome, as a big co- cosmic fan, that thing looks nothing like nowhere should look, and so that was kind of annoying. I don't know if that was a miscommunication or that Ryan Stegman didn't know that was supposed to be nowhere or didn't know what nowhere looks like, but it's just something you know nitpicky. That's I, I if I had seen that nowhere head, I would have been so hyped for that scene.
0: Right. If, you, if if you drew a giant alien uh, head in space, I would say that's nowhere. I wouldn't know the difference.
1: Same. Very specific shape in the comics, Orion. Okay. <laughs> Most mm. well, first appearance was in nowhere in a Nova issue, and so important <laughs> mm. to me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But again, for me, the only the only nitpick I like I said before earlier was uh, Miles just being shoed in for no reason. So I mean, yeah, he did look good, but I I just think there was no point in.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, the the only point, like, again his his venom stinger power pretty much saved the day, or you know, partially saved the day. So it's like he was brought in for his power. Yeah, like if Miles
1: was helped out, like. In the in the last issue, you know, and you know, kind of jumped in and saved Eddie. Maybe that would have, I don't know. Like and I kind of like more him, redeeming, yeah. Focused on him, but I do think I would have liked to see more of Miles, you know, besides just just to show up and then shock Nolan and then just be thrown away. Like, all right, kid, you're done. Thanks, bye. But yeah, yeah. I mean, there'll be time for uh Spider-Man crossovers with with, with Venom later. So,
0: uh and, so, Eddie... Oh, go ahead.
1: Yeah, speaking of... I know we just had Venom ink and whatnot, but I am curious how Spider-Man would react to, to Venom, especially after 800, where they seem to settle all their differences like once and for all. I really hope it's just not another case like, okay, Eddie, we're finally truce, and the next time you see him he's like, Eddie, I gotta stop you! <laughs> like That happens like every time. <laughs> yeah, because it's like he allowed... Him at Flash's funeral, so it's like, oh, are we good now? Are we finally good? I mean,
0: come on now. No, they're not. No, nope. MJ was good
1: with that.
0: Like, come on. <laughs> yeah. So for any new listeners, we we kind of like Venom isn't really an antagonist of of Peter Parker anymore. it's it's, it's kind of flipped on its head where now it's, it's Peter Parker is the you. antagonist.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And this is why
0: Venom does a own movie. <laughs> exactly It all makes sense We, we Parker
1: is a symbophobe
0: Hey yeah. what, if in, uh, Venom t- what if in Venom 2 uh, Carnage is just the um, the teaser villain Where the real villain is actually Peter Parker
1: mm-hmm. dun, dun,
0: dun. And Venom will have to team him up with Carnage To stop Spider-Man Yeah man Ooh we'll flip it on its head <laughs> What if it's
1: Norman Osborn And not Cletus What are we going to do? Oh no
0: Alright, um, well, I think that's uh, that does it for a review. Do we want to rate it? Everyone give it a rating for just this first arc. The arc as a whole? Uh, arc as a whole. I give it seven reprints out of seven reprints. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually pretty good. Yeah, so uh, it's up to five reprints now, right? The first issue? I uh, no. Uh Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, better than Watchmen. Yeah, man. There Watchmen did five difference, did it?
1: How much, and how many variant covers did the first Watchmen have?
0: So Yeah, right, <laughs> so... <laughs> I mean, it's pretty definitive. It's, uh... So that's my rating. Uh, better than Watchmen. Um, I'm thinking me, my
1: rating... I'll, I'll give it an 8.5 out of
0: 10. Pretty solid. Uh,
1: for me, I'll just... I'm gonna give it a 4.5 out of 5. Pretty much. It's, it's good.
0: Yeah. yeah. Alright. I think that's pretty good. So, um... Let's go ahead and move on to the next part, uh, which is our review of Web of Venom, Venom, or uh, Venom. However you'd like to say that.
1: He starts playing.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, this one shot by writer Donny Cates and artist Juanan Ramirez serves as a backstory for Rex Strickland and his symbiote com, uh, Commandos from Cates and Stegman's main series. Uh, set during the Vietnam War, Colonel Nick Fury of S.H.I.E.L.D. unearthed the Grendel symbiote dragon Trapped in ice, after studying the creature, Fury assembles a team of commandos led by Str- uh, Rex Strickland, and bonds them to pieces of the Grendel symbiote to be uh, to create uh, super soldiers. However, their first mission in the jungles of Vietnam uh, Vietnam uh, proves to be their last as the symbiotes take over and turn on both enemies and allies. So Fury enlists the help of one James Howitt, A.K.A. Wolverine of the X-Men uh, to hunt and neutralize the monsters he unleashed. So, how did the first Web of Venom issue compare to Kate's main uh series?
1: I enjoyed the issue. Um, I struggled to see why we needed that story because we pretty much already knew all of what happens and why it happens after Rex told us. I would have liked to see more of Rex living as a symbiote slash human, you know, like, how does he explain, like, oh, your job is to hunt down symbiotes, but you're actually, you're actually one yourself. Did he have to sell out some people? How do folks not find out that he's a symbiote? Like, I would have liked to see more of Rex's own life instead of this flashback where we knew pretty much all the details besides things that kind of threw in, like, Wolverine and McFury like we already knew they like obviously found found a dragon found a symbiote and they used them on soldiers and they they were bad so i did enjoy the series um with the for the issue again i just didn't see why we really needed that story to be told uh, i i'm definitely with you aaron on that like at the at its core, it really wasn't even a symbiote story. It was a Wolverine and Nick Fury story featuring symbiotes. Which is fun if folks like those characters. Absolutely. But, like, it was a fun ride. I absolutely enjoyed it. But it didn't really present us with any new information other than that Wolverine was involved. Yeah. Like, one of the things I would have preferred, if we had gotten something more similar to the cover, with like his, his teammates he's he's... being bonded to symbiotes and their relationship with that, and then, like, how it all went to hell. I mean, it was, it was a decent issue. It wasn't, like, anything great or anything. It's just, I wasn't really surprised that they added Logan in because it was pretty obvious they're promoting his, uh, return Wolverine event that's happening right now. So, when I, when I saw him appear, I'm like, oh, yeah. That, that, yeah, that, that explains why he's in this issue. And I kind of found it weird. He never, he'd even use his claws in the issue, which was pretty odd.
0: Yeah never once referred to as Wolverine, he was just James Howlett, and never used his claws. I mean, if, if you were a comic reader, you'd look at this and say, who is this guy? I mean, the the haircut is definitely uh, iconic Wolverine, but yeah. even still, this wasn't really Wolverine as you know, as you would know him. It, oh man, well,
1: yeah. It was just pretty much, the whole issue was just giving more backup, you know, adding more on top to what we already knew from the previous issues on the main run. But yeah, it it was it wasn't too bad, but it was just like
0: meh, so yeah. Yeah. Now there was there there was actually one thing I did want to mention with uh re- regarding Rex um from from the main series and how it was revealed that he was just the symbiote and the human portion of him had died long ago. <laughs> um, in the first issue of Venom, uh he when he's asking, Eddie, you know, what do you actually know about your symbiote? He asks, um, do you age when you wear it? Because I don't know if you notice, but I don't exactly look my years. Which is an interesting thing for him to say as just the symbiote. So, like, you know, how, how exactly does that work?
1: He was probably just trying to still hide under the guise of the human, I'd say.
0: Yeah. It's it's an odd thing to bring up cuz like does the symbiote know it's able to halt human aging or what? I mean, I mean, yeah, Eddie looks pretty good for it, someone who's got to be over his 40s if we're counting uh comic book time.
1: I mean, realistically comic book characters now they very they age very slowly. I mean, Eddie's had the symbiote for years in real lifetime, and Peter's pretty much the same age. They haven't aged a bit.
0: Yeah. Otherwise, that that was that was my side have related to the uh, Vietnam story. But yeah, it, it was. I when I read the, the issue, I was like, I wasn't exactly overly thrilled about it. It was it was a fine issue, but it it kind of left me like, okay, so we have that story. There's not much to it.
1: When's Carnage born, baby? That's what I want to read.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's coming in November, so we're gonna get Carnage Born, which is then the next Riot issue. I want
1: Riot Born. I want Riot Born.
0: After that. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the thing. I really hope they continue these Web of Venom one shot or these Web of Venom one shots.
1: I mean, see something yet? Comic Con yet? So keep our fingers crossed. Yeah. Then after Carnage Born, we can get Flash Reborn. <laughs> 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 Yeah, wait. I mean, You're not dead, Valkyrie Valgr- him.
0: <laughs> all right. So I, I guess we don't really have that much more to say about Venom. It was it was it was an okay issue, but it's nothing overly exciting. Which it, it it's kind of a little disappointing that it wasn't something a little more special since it was Kate's writing it. But you know, they can't all be winners. So. Otherwise, I think that's that's pretty much it for the reviews. Um, we can have a brief word about uh, our, our our initial thoughts and feelings about um, Venom First Host. We're not quite done with it yet. Uh, it'll finish up this oh, next week.
1: Oh boy! But we
0: oh, oh boy. only initial thoughts, guys, because we we can save uh, all of our thoughts for a future episode. Um, that will have to be episode fifteen, which we can do at some point. But uh yeah, so what are the like? What are what are our initial thoughts right now about?
1: Bad <laughs> garbage. It is a mini series, uh, written by Mike Costa, and it's illustrated by Mark Bagley and fifty other people. <laughs> I was about to say and, uh, there's a new symbiote. Whose name is something else? I don't know. And Costa made maybe terrible new original character that completely—I mean—is I, I, like Lee. Free Price. But it's, yeah. Free but price. Like, <laughs> with Lee. Like this dude was written so he's actually mean and he actually gets killed off, so
0: it's okay. And.
1: The symbiote hasn't even been named in the official comics yet, so
0: yeah, <laughs> it's only been named in uh, issue four's recap. That's it, and I think we're not even going to see it named at all in this series. It's,
1: but before it, we it, get it, it, too much more into that, like, we, um, like one of our one of our podcast hosts who could not join us today, he says. uh how do you guys feel about the new symbiote origin being more mythological rather than sci-fi? He says he always liked the symbiote of the alien, but with the new origin, he feels like they're almost more like mythological beasts. Like, what, what What are our thoughts on that? Well, doesn't every single, like, alien race have, like, a have a creation story that's, like, magical like that? Um, like, didn't we just find out, like, what, uh... Few months back, that like humans and and like all life was 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 made from from like what like vomit of the celestials. So like humans and like aliens always have this weird origin story, just so they seem more fantastical, I guess. Which I think is fine because I mean I don't know. Like, I think it's fine personally, just because every other you know alien always has this has this. So, I, mean, I mean, I'm, I'm fine with it. it. Personally, for me, I don't really mind it. I mean, again, with what Donnie is doing, I, I'm completely doing a, You know, he's adding more tweaks and his own spin on things, and it's. I'm actually on board with it. Like, it doesn't really bother me at all. So. I don't know if I've even. I I don't know think think I'd call it mythological because not only is Null like an eldritch being, like from an like before the universe existed, but then. Like, Thor fought aliens and stuff all the time. Like, one of Thor's classic villains is fighting, like, the Rockman or whatever from, like, cord species. So, it's, it's like... I think it's just sort of, like, putting aliens in a mythological, like, setting. Like, like interacting with Thor and stuff. Yeah. I I really like how they did it. And, like, like, turning Grendel from Beowulf into, like, a symbiote dragon. Like, I think that's a really
0: fun idea. Like- and I, I was confused. Did they... Because... In in the whole origin about Grendel and everything, um, it was Thor's power that stopped uh the Grendel initially. Um, were they making Thor out to be Beowulf? I was confused by that.
1: Beowulf is an actual character in the Marvel universe.
0: I know <laughs> that. Yeah, I know but, but he didn't
1: show up and Thor's like, Well, I'm not Beowulf, but I can knock this product out for you.
0: Yeah. Pretty much.
1: That's what happened,
0: yeah. <laughs> well, um, I think that will do for today's episode, so before we close out, there are a few topics uh, to address. First, the Venom site is hosting two giveaways in honor of Venom's 30th anniversary, the upcoming Venom movie, and the Venom site's 10th anniversary. So, you can enter for a chance to win a bunch of cool Venom-themed prizes, like a t-shirt, art prints, variant comic covers and Venom Bottle Pops, and if you don't know what a Venom Bottle Pop is, uh, stick around for just a few more minutes and I'll tell you about another cool thing that's uh, happening. So uh, secondly, uh, and this is a cool thing, uh, you can check out our new sister channel on YouTube, The Venom Site, for more Venom videos like Jason's review of the Venom Bottle Pops we're giving away. Um we're also gonna have another review coming up that um Aaron did for us, uh for the uh Venom Dorbs line. Or is it Dorbs or is it domes? It is domes. Domes,
1: and that's right. Very cool. Don't miss it.
0: Yeah. So um yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, we'll be posting all of our non podcast content created by our hosts and other Venom AX on this new channel. And then lastly, if you'd like to participate in a live audience like we like for this episode um, in the future, uh, you can just join our Discord server by following the link below. And you can check out the podcast chat channel for details about our next recording date. Uh, well, uh, we'll be making announcements on Discord, Twitter, Reddit, and the main The Venom Site website uh, for upcoming recordings. For instance, uh, also- you- yeah, go ahead.
1: No, Sorry, I was going to say. Also, if you guys guys know anyone else uh, who wants to join our uh, our Discord server, please don't hesitate. Uh, You can take the link from the server and uh, share it on other social medias like Facebook or Twitter, wherever you guys can. That would be much appreciated.
0: Yeah, definitely. uh, The more exposure, the better, especially since we have the Venom movie. There's going to be a lot of new Venom fans. Let them know they have a one-stop place to come and be a geek out with all of us um so uh you can join us for our next episode episode 14 on saturday october 6th when we'll be reviewing the venom movie so keep an eye out for more details coming soon so as always thank you to my fellow hosts carlos tyler and aaron for joining me today uh thanks for the venom site for permitting us to make this podcast under the TVS banner and all of uh, your generous support. And finally, thank you to loyal listeners and fellow Venomaniacs, especially you uh, live listeners right now. I know we have like five or six of you. That's awesome. You guys make an awesome community, and it's an honor to be your voice on the airwaves. Together, we are Venomaniacs.